When you do a takedown or a throw, you just got to remember that that's another person, that's your friend. You don't train on them, you train with them. I'm Mick Tully and this is Mixed Martial Arts. Hey guys, how you doing? On the, today's episode of Mixed Martial Arts, I've got a dear friend of mine. I was trying to work this out. Did we meet in 2007 or 2008? I think it was eight. 2008. And did you guys hear that voice? Josh, say anything. Uh, what would you like me to say? <laughs> right. First of all, guys, it isn't Vin Diesel from the Iron Giant that I'm speaking to. It's the one and only, one of the loveliest men I know. It's Guru Josh Pryor, a good friend of mine from Wisconsin. How you doing, Josh? Doing great. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. No, no th thanks for coming on. We're going to start at the beginning where I met you, because first time I think I met you, we actually had to start doing a little bit of pummeling, and there was a little bit of vertical grappling that we were doing to get going on. I think it was warming up once at the Wisconsin camp, right? Yep. Yep, big uh, place. I miss that place. Yeah, you better believe it. Me too. It was awesome. Now, how tall are you? Uh, six three. How much do you weigh? Uh, just to give you an idea. You can be a little bit economical with the truth if you want. I'm around three, three bills. <laughs> three Benjamin Franklins, right? Yes, sir. Wow, three hundred pounds. So you get an idea, right? So Josh, literally, is the stereotypical lovable, huge bear of a man that people tell you about every now and again you're lucky enough to meet these guys right so you threw me around the joint the first time we ever met yeah i'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a one-sided affair uh, right yeah size does matter trust me still a young guy at that point learning my learning how to move around with this thing i got yeah 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 <laughs> the, the meat truck that's it <laughs> right so josh being the size you are were you always that big yeah i was always pretty big and when did you start martial arts? First time, I was seven years old. Seven. Pretty, pretty funny story. Um, I was seven years old and did traditional martial arts for a little while. You know how they have the kids break the boards? Yes. So they wanted me to break the board. I didn't want to. I re to this day, I don't really know why. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. I just had this thing inside of me that I didn't want to. So I didn't, and I cried, and then I quit. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I can't think of any board that would be able to stand up to you, right? And, and that was it. So you just didn't want to do it? And no, I picked up T-ball or something else for quite a few years. I always loved martial arts, but for some reason, the place where I was, it just didn't click for me. And I just I had a meltdown as a seven-year-old. I mean... But you see, this this is the thing, right? You look at that, and the way I, when I hear that story, that just reaffirms what I, I've always said about you. You, just, you know, for a huge man, you're a really gentle guy and a lovely guy and a really good family man. Add Josh up on Facebook if you just want to see how uh, school is really run with integrity, which I do love because you got to remember, I've seen the Madison, I've seen the Madison group grow from an idea in your head, right, to something sure. now, and then the family values that you've brought into it as well. You are one of those guys. You, you are what it is on the tin, a good guy, right? So, what got you into martial arts? Because it obviously wasn't putting the hurt on people. No, um, honestly, uh, when I was around 22, I ran into a guy at my church at the time, and I, 
and he said he was doing martial arts and I'm like oh I always liked it well okay I'll go hang out he and uh, the first thing we did was you're in his driveway and we started doing double sticks and a wally that's the first thing I did when wow. I was 22 so I was lucky enough to run into a gentleman who had ties to JKD and Kali and Gurren Asano at the time and we did it on the it was in his driveway and the like barrels yeah so we had to balance on them and do silver wally that was like my first wow that, back into that was crazy yeah that sounds like something out of a 1980s kung fu movie yeah he was kind of that kind of guy too except for with you know collie and yeah like the golden child yes. like that episode. yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like that i i remember it i mean we we've parted ways now but that i always give jeff the credit for my love of martial arts because i thought it was Putting i always thought road. it was yeah i always thought it was something just the traditional stuff and then i found something that was more personal well, and I, more individual and well you see life. I have the same thing a guy in, a guy in Coventry Lucky Madaha it's the same you know parted ways but yeah I've always been thankful I, and I always reference him because he was mm -hmm. the guy uh, you know Rick Young Rick Faye Terry Barnett Bob Breen Guru Danny Santo, Larry Hartzell you know all of these guys were just guys I read about in magazines right so you know he got me on the road you know sometimes that's how life goes right. you know you, you go on a journey and then it sometimes that you're not with them and vice versa right yeah stuff happens i mean but again you the person that gives you the passion for whatever you're doing you always got to be thankful no matter how you part ways you got to yes. be thankful for that because that puts you on the road to where i am now and where i'm going um or where whatever you know well this is it it's like this is what i i, I really want to speak to you about is because i've seen your club and your 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 gym grow bear in mind you're a personal friend of mine so i know you don't just sit back and this isn't an organic thing that's the one thing all people always say about the gyms yeah well you know i just opened up a place and it grew and then it grew and then it grew and i'm like um no it didn't I, I I know how many hours it takes to put into this, and yeah. you you you've always been one of these guys. How can I create this? And don't look at it like a business, but you look at it and go right. But how can I make this financially viable? You know, because it's all well and good doing what good doing good in the world, right? But you know, well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, it's both. I understand that it's got to be financially viable, but one of the things that makes a gym financially viable is the culture that people walk into no matter how much time and energy you put into it if it's a junkie you know you don't feel good when you're in there it could be beautiful and all that kind of stuff but if you don't feel good when you go in there when you're in there nobody's going to stay anyway no. so so the the whole culture and what's what I try to model what I put more work into than anything is modeling what MKG has done for me as a you know for my personal life and how much the community that you guys you know you and everybody that i've met through mkg Thank has you. been to me you know like brothers really i mean yeah. brothers and sisters and even though i haven't seen you for probably well it's a year yeah yeah, yeah. over a year yeah. yeah it's still it's still you know it, it just picks up where it left off and that's what family does and and trying to do that at my gym is part of the magic of MKG for one thing and what I want to keep nurturing and, and protecting at my my gym too. Yeah, well you see, the beauty of doing this show is, first of all I can be as nosy as I want and just blame it on <laughs> journalism, right, which is sure. great. I can also address the elephant in the room sometimes that courtesy and manners wouldn't have let you do, right? Especially with the MKG organization, we're complete opposite to every other martial arts system out there where it's all adults whereas everywhere else you go to a karate studio it's all kids and maybe five adults who train right. you know mm -hmm. uh, MMA is a little bit different you know but 
MMA is stuff that people will say in five years time what I used to do but you I see and I see your kids program and I see the, the effort you've put into it I have to give you praise where it's due I've seen all the stuff that you see at I don't want to use the term Mac Dojo because it is disparaging but there's no other word for it yeah. where you go there and there's this picture and it's like you can tell that these kids are like models they're not related to each other and they were two like equally good looking parents right. and it's like okay that's the image you're portraying but you actually deliver that because I've seen I, as I said I've seen your belt graduation stuff mm. you know and I, yeah, and I love it I think it's great mm. how do you how do you sell that because I know you instill a sense of morality and integrity and honesty and explain how did you how have you done this again I have to point back to Gurik and and how that how he shows respect it's an interesting way because he's not a huggy guy he's not a very <laughs> I mean love him to death and I know he loves everybody but he's not one that will just say it all the time what did he say this weekend it's undo flattery yes uh, so part of it was just being honest with the kids and with the families and saying what the martial arts is and everybody says this but it's a tool it's just yes. a tool it happens to be the tool that I am extremely passionate about all the life lessons that we learn that I've learned just by training yes. translates into everything else in my life you know how I relate to a, a training partner even though I'm a big guy doesn't mean I get to push everybody around or whatever yeah. like that I have to be gentle I have to keep other people in mind so like the four words that we really uh, instill at our school are respect control confidence and perseverance and the training is kind of wrapped around that but it's not those trite words that you know again we don't want to be disparaging but there's a lot of times well we teach character building skills but I have four kids and yeah. the program that I built or that we built was for my kids right and so all the stuff that I try to share with the kids is something that I see them as my own like I wouldn't want my own kids to <laughs> you know so the respect is just you know and, and it's on their own level a lot of times we talk about respect or control or confidence and you, you think about here's a kid and then they're at this this high level of respect they have to you know bow and all that stuff and all that stuff is great but that's just the way they show respect it's yes. not they, don't, they have to understand what respect is and, and it's being thankful for who people are and what they do yeah and so when we talk about that with the kids it's all on their level so they can understand it and that so they can apply it right away yes. not when they turn 16 or 18 or 21 or 25 so they can apply it right with whatever circles they're in you know they could be a leader with all the other seven-year-olds at their head yes and and sometimes we we forget that their life is hard I mean, kids have a hard life. It's, it, 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 and it's getting worse. Yeah. yeah. And and what we got to do is help them to be more functional, peaceful people, like Rick says, but <laughs> not necessarily to all the adults, but to their group. Yes. To the other 9-year-olds, the other 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds. And if we keep instilling that, then as they grow they will just continue that process and have an understanding of each level or each age they get to it changes a little bit but the premises don't change you treat people like you want to be treated all that kind yes. of stuff and and doing that through the martial arts when you do a takedown or a throw you just got to remember that that's another person that's your friend you don't train on them you train with them you know that well, you see this is the thing is the whole don't look down on anybody yeah unless you're helping them up right. and i always say don't look down on anyone unless you're helping them up unless of course you put them down there first make sure they stay down right, <laughs> right. And, uh, right, right yeah because yeah, i i might yeah i have this thing where uh, it's it, it started off as a joke but it's like nowadays do you know what my anti-bullying program is? What is it? My anti-bullying program is I will turn your kid 
into a kick-ass machine. And I and I say that, I said, what are you? Uh, now, I'm, I'm a kick-ass machine under construction right now. And then one of my students, a young girl, was like, she was having a bit of a hard time at school. And I said to her, but what's going on? And she was telling me, and I said, listen, I want you to be prepared to punch that child in the throat. And she went, looked at me, and I went, you heard, I said, prepared. Because I've got them doing jab, cross, hook, cross. Yeah. And she looked for a second, and yeah, when I, the, the other kid was like 15, 14, 15, so yeah. still in the eyes of the law, a child. Yeah. But a 15 year old can do a hell of a lot of damage to another 15 year old, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it looked at me, and she went, What? And I went, No, prepared. So we're going to train more, and worst case scenario, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. I said, But the next time it goes down, she'll see in your eyes, and she'll know that you're prepared to punch her in the throat. And of course, you say, You say, punch them in the face, yeah. No, no, about 14, 15, that's when I'll actually address. The bullying right. because up until that point it's gonna be just you, you know there's gonna be a bit of cajoling a bit of pushing but then most of that you can avoid right you know and you know yourself sure absolutely as you said the the thing with it being so hard for children is there's peer pressure you know you got you look at America it's you know you've got kids being put under pressure right now they're either looking too fat they're looking too thin. Mm-hmm. They don't fit the right group. Right. And then they've got all this temptation in their way. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I truly believe this. We can change the world by just hanging up a heavy bag and getting some tie pads. Right. And you, you, must have seen, you must have seen that. Because it works for adults. Why won't right. it work for kids? No, and that's absolutely right. I mean, it's, I've seen, I have kids in my program that have been with me for 10 years. That started right. when they were four and they're 14. And, like, I have one of my model, one of the kids I always go to. His name's James. He's awesome. Um, he started at four and he was a handful. Right. Yeah, I remember he ran in. He came into the gym where I was teaching at at the time. I wasn't my gym with somebody else, but I was teaching there. He, he streaked across the room, ran into the changing room, changed his clothes, streaked right across the room. I mean, in, in just as fast as he could, runs into the wall and falls down. And, and, and gets up and right. like, ah, just full of energy. And, you know, but over time, that energy has turned into, he's he's actually the kid that I bring up every time when I need to, he's 14 now. Right. Um, and, and you look in his eyes, you say the confidence, like prepared. He doesn't, he won't have to because he understands how to control himself. He understands how to respect other people. So he stays out of problems and yes. stays away from that. And if somebody gives him a problem, he, like you said, they look into the eyes and say, uh, yeah. I don't want to do this, but you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, and if we have to, and, and that's it. And that's and the confidence is the biggest part, is that you don't have to throw a punch. You don't have to necessarily throw a kick, but be prepared to and let them know when they look at it, you know, man, I've been doing this for a long time. It's kind of like what uh, Guru Rick says about Guru Dan. <laughs> You're just walking. You don't know what you're getting into. You're walking into a buzzsaw, and you have no idea. No idea. And and my kids again. I'm not teaching my kids to be fighters or whatever. But there's a level of confidence that ten years or two years or three years of doing what we do builds. So they know that if it goes down, they're ready. But yes. they don't want. And and also having the idea that I don't want to yeah. because I know what I can do. Yeah. That. That. You see, this is this is the thing. It's like I truly believe the world would be a much better place if every single person on the planet had a, a tie kit like Bokor <laughs> and they had a rear naked choke like Braulio or Steamer or Roger sure. Gracie because the minute yeah and it's one of the things I've always referenced about America mm-hmm. which is in the UK especially 
that this whole gun thing is anathema to us. We have no idea what this is all about. Sure. And it's a big thing because obviously it's the Second Amendment. This is a big thing in America. But I always say that everybody in Minneapolis is really nice. And I said, I don't know how much of that is down to the fact you don't know who's carrying a gun in Minneapolis. So just be polite to all. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's like, that's only dangerous in the wrong hands, as, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna okay. lead me on to martial arts, the same thing, because I now look at martial arts and I see MMA. Right now, everyone thinks MMA is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's someone like Greg Nelson, then yeah, because Greg Nelson is a very, very honest man with like principles, mm -hmm. integrity, and yeah, he he knows that there's some nimrods you don't don't teach. I've seen idiots learn martial arts who were just absolute rats anyway, mm -hmm. and now they have the skills to be dangerous rats, right? right? So I don't think that's going to work well for us. So I I just like your thoughts on you know the the martial arts landscape as a whole when you look at it. I, I try to keep my head down and do what I do. Yes. You know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, if, I, if I get up and look around, I mean, there are some great people out there that that have those skills of, like a Greg Nelson or Eric Paulson, or there's a bunch of great people out there that have the skills, but they also have the integrity behind them and understand that some of this is just for fun, yes. you know, and but some of this can be for real, too. And there's so many people that don't understand the difference yeah, that yeah, they yeah. put them all together. And then if, and as far as that goes, like we're talking about kids, and then that filters down to the kids that they're training. And like Guru Rick said yesterday, I think, what does it come to when you see an ad for an MMA school where there's one child mounting on another child, holding them down and throwing a punch? That I can't handle. No, I, 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 it, I just don't get it. It's, I remember Rick saying it, and it's it's mad because it's really started to hit home to me now. I represent, I used to always say this, but I look back on it now and I was saying it, but I wasn't even listening to myself say it. When you represent great men, you have an obligation to be at least half good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really started to hit home with me. Yeah. And there's, I remember years ago, I used to, you know, hear like, you know, Guru Rick would be saying stuff like, yeah, it's just certain guys you just don't teach us to. And I was like, naively, I think there's nobody on the planet that I can get get through to, you know. Yeah, if we spend enough time together and I'll be like, look, you know, we'll use this, we'll use this thing and you'll, you'll be a better person. And now I look and I just go, no and I've had it in classes I'm yeah. not, we're not doing that today because I don't want you thinking you can try that on another human being right and that's some of the things like that's where you have to like I, I keep because when you talk about the kids that's where you you have to temper what you teach because not because it's necessarily dangerous because I don't want them responsible for knowing that yeah. So, you know, once they're responsible, they have to make a decision on whether they're going to use this or not in that time. But if I don't, you know, knife work or defensive weapon work or stuff like that, my nine-year-old kids, I don't, that's not something, I don't want them responsible for that information yet. Yeah. Well, now, Double Stick, I mean, you did an interview with Paul McCarthy recently. Yes. And, and it reinforced because uh, I just started adding uh, weaponry in for my kids, but it's all double stick work. Yes. So it's all coordination, and it has to do with the understanding cognitive the brain, quality, the cognitive right. quality. So, so the benefits of that training outweigh the stuff that I was, you know, originally concerned about. Because I want my kids to be smarter, yeah, be able to recognize things quicker, and be able to, you know, be more just mentally able to handle things. And that is a physical fun way for that to grow and develop. Yes. And, and help them to make, you know, I, 
I'll take, I'll, I'll use me. I use, I do double stick all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do to warm up. Yes. And I have a this weird capacity for for martial arts. Yes. Like as much as you know, because being around Gear Dan and Rick, you kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, ca- but catch up, boys. <laughs> yeah. But but I but I attribute that to the double stick. Yes. To because it makes it 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 because of the stuff it does in the brain. I'm not a neuroscientist, so I don't know, but I have to. Yeah. Because I pick things up and I can recall things a little quicker than maybe I used to. Yes. That kind of stuff. And so I'm not a neuroscientist, but I can say from personal experience that I'm not that smart. Yeah. But things are clicking faster. And what do I do the most in my life right now? Yeah. You yeah. know, so. What, what, am I, what, what is it that's changed <laughs> that's made me change? Right. Yeah, I have the same thing. It's like, just as you were saying it with the kids, yeah. I teach uh, a lot of seminars to karate groups and karate-based groups. And the first thing I tell them to do is get double sticks in, and then I always say, "I yeah, I I always, I always say to the kids, I went, what's better than one lightsaber? Ah, two <laughs> lightsabers, <laughs> right. right? And yep. we do it. But Guru in Santo said it today, and he said it best. And literally, I don't know if you had that light bulb moment where he said the old Filipinos used to say there was a magic about this. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as soon yeah. as he said it, I was like, uh, yeah. Damn, that's the word I've always wanted. I've always wanted to know what what is it. Yeah, it is. It, it's there's magic there. Right, and then they're now they're now people are trying to finally kind of figuring out through science what the magic actually is. Yeah, but it's 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 still magic. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It's no, still magic. And, they, and they've been using that. You know, the Filipinos knew this for years. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but did you see the way Guru Dan was squatting down today, and he was. And I'm thinking, my dad can't even get out of a chair, and he's t- he's ten years younger than Guru. Yeah. So, what I'd like to ask, and this is we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a minute on this, okay. is what do you say to a parent of a prospective student? It really depends on what they're looking. First, I ask the question: what What are you looking for for your kid? What are the things that you know for you and your family? What are the What are the goals you have for you and your family? You know, and and that that way I can answer it better. You know. Most parents will say, well, I just want a little bit of self-discipline. I want them to, you know, stay a little bit more focused and all that kind of stuff. And and I'll just say we do that. But a lot of martial arts schools do that. Help with the self-discipline, help with the focus. The one thing that I, I let them know is that I built this for my kids. So I know what I want for my kids. I know what a parent wants for their children. And that's what I'm going to try to present. You know, the things of respect. You know, and, and we talk about it, and, and the four words anyway, respect, control, confidence, and perseverance. I shouldn't say that so fast. but No, no I, um, I re- I, you know what, I'm stealing that. Yeah. Uh, do I have to pay a franchise fee to you for those Not words? for you. <laughs> Not for you. Um, so, and we'll do it in an organic way that your kid, that it's more personal because that's what I've gotten. All the yes. martial arts training that I've learned through Guru Rick, through Dan, through uh, Guru Dan, and through you, and through all of my all, all all the friends that we have, is it's personal. The martial art is personal. So I'm gonna I, my kids' class isn't my kids' program isn't huge, but it's for kind of for a reason. Yes. Because I want to still be able to work with each individual kid and and help them with their their struggles, their goals, and so I think the parents really kind of understand that I care yes. um, about their kids and about their the goals that they have for them um, and as an individual, not as just a class or a program. Yes. Isn't this what Bruce Lee said? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, we, and we we do this. Uh, and, and again, yeah, I still say this, I really believe this, we are on the brink of something huge, man. Huge. And I'm because blessed to just kind of 
be a hanger on in that. <laughs> same, <laughs> here, right? same here, sir. Something's coming. No, no, because it is. It's like I looked around the room today, and it's like yeah, the instructor conference is, yeah is a little bit different because you look around there, and nearly everybody in there you got a personal relationship with. Right and you know one of the guys who's over with me lee taylor yeah mm -hmm. that, that lee's a really good he's yeah he's was a student of mine but yeah i'd say to him now that he's more a contemporary that's the way i and that's what i want i want you to be a student a contemporary and then i want you to surpass me and then if you come back then it's only because you actually like hanging out with me right. you know that that must be it and lee came over and he's been looking for this he broke his neck in a car accident in february of this year he Seriously? nearly died. Yeah, he nearly died in a smart car, right? But he, he and literally this, mm. this, this part, this is actually his wife said, this is part of his rehabilitation. She said, this is something that he's worked himself towards, which he has. You know, me and him kicked rounds yesterday and I, I was, he, he, he almost told me off a little bit for babying him a little bit too much. And that's why I've been working out with him. And mm. I, yeah, I didn't want any swapping partners. Cause, I want to protect this guy in his neck because he's, yeah, you know, he's my mm. friend and mm -hmm. I love him. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was very, very funny because he's been sending me messages and it's got one more day, two more days. Anyway, and then he put today, today's today. And yeah, this is a guy in his forties who's just so stoked to meet Guru Dan, and he's just like, wow, I can't believe it. And he, there was a detail, and he said when we were doing the single knife. And sorry, listeners, you listen to it. it it's quite a boring anecdote because literally we were doing uh, and we were doing the you know meet meet first and then the slash and he went well why do they do it on the backhand and i went let's go and ask and he went but we can't but, but that's daniel santo and i went uh, you'll find out in a minute he's our, he's he's our teacher mm -hmm. and he was like no way and you could see him and it but i still get starstruck you know <laughs> yeah unbelievable yeah i don't people give me crap but I, I about it but i really am still like in awe and i've been around you know for a little while not 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 long but i just look around and you can't judge anybody at all when you walk into the room because everybody is fantastic every yeah. i mean if you're gonna judge somebody that's the way you judge you just assume everybody's awesome in the room because they because <laughs> they are first of all and they're part of the lineage that we have if otherwise they wouldn't really be here yes you know and and, and having great people leading it's going to develop great people yeah and so there's that and then it's the point that you never really know and everybody is willing to help yeah and they could be 35 years in or five years in and they're still willing to help each other um with what they know and in a humble way and not like this is how you do it it's more of a man no. maybe try this yeah maybe this will help you yeah you know you ever thought about doing it this way yeah uh, yeah i have this thing where i am conscious i never want to say the word no because i hate saying that because a, 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 an old instructor of mine um yeah i won't i won't mention names but it wasn't anything to do with cray not only did he say no but he used to always say that's wrong and i was like and my heart used to sink uh, you you got to build people up. You yeah, know, we we we're we're creating something huge. It's like my friend Lee came in today and he, he was just like, "Wow, I'm, I can't believe it." And I, I said, "I told you, man. I, when I met you, you were still wearing pajamas. You know, cause he was like, <laughs> yeah, cause he was, he was like doing karate." Mm -hmm. And he he said, "I really want to get into Kali, JKD." And I said, "Let's do it." And he mm -hmm. was, and he like literally, you you would have thought that I'd given him a kidney. Honestly, he was like, "Wow, I can't believe it." And then. Yeah, it, it's been a very good, very good trip for me and him both because uh, we kicked rounds yesterday, and it's, it's the first time ever we've kicked. 
and he, yeah he's seen me at cow shot two or three times do it mm -hmm. but he was on the receiving end a, a bit and we were just banging away and I think it was about third round in and you were behind me because we bumped in a couple yeah, of times yeah we did bump in yeah mm -hmm. so uh yeah, and trust me, I bumped in, I bumped straight back off Josh, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't realise I could go so back, so so fast going <laughs> forwards after bumping into something backwards. But he was like, wow. And then I said to him, yeah, so what do you think? And he goes, this place is magical, man. And he went... And he's right, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and he because he, he said to me, he goes, all these guys are looking around and they're, 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 and they're pointing at you. And I was like... Yeah, because I'm quite well known, right? And it was like, yeah, quite well known. And he was like... There you are, man. And he goes, but yeah but that's Mick and then he said to me he goes but I used to be like that about you and I was like but that's how you have to be I said you meet Guru Dan I said you'll always be in awe of him mm -hmm. and he said I can't believe he looks into your eyes when he talks to you and I went yeah because he's interested in you and he was like man and he's come from a, you know, like years of karate where there was it was an enforced hierarchy and now it's look where he is yeah it's unbelievable yeah. it's unbelievable so the future what's it hold man uh, well, try to make, try to bring the magic of MKG to as many, as many people as we can because it does change lives. Yeah. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do, you know, make a more functional people, peaceful people for a more functional, peaceful world. And using martial arts, something that we're passionate about, will get that done. And we just, we, the funny thing is, as much as we know each other, and we know MKG in the Insano family, it's not really all that well known in the entire world yet. And I think, like you said, we have something that's totally opposite to a lot what people think of as martial arts. Completely. In, in, in a lot of different ways, and we need to figure out a way to get that out there. The well, you see, this is the thing, and the humility and the, humility and the work ethic, mm -hmm. especially, that's what I always say to, to Rick. You know, uh, it's literally a case of we're not like it's not like the dutiful wife i tell you what it's like it's like i don't know if you ever saw the movie unbreakable with bruce willis sure it's yeah been a while so yeah. yeah but you know when bruce willis goes in and he doesn't realize samuel L. jackson character says to him tell me when was the last time you were ill and he couldn't remember and he walked into the office and he said when was the last time i was ill and they went okay right you get a raise and it wasn't that it was just because he was so busy just doing his thing and working he never realized he was ever off. Right. And that's the same thing. It's like with Rick, I've said so many times, we're too busy working out and having fun, which is great. And that is exactly what we need to do. Yep. But to expand this, to be able to make a living out of it, more importantly, to you know, when you find something beautiful, pass it on. Right. And I, I think, you know, in the, in the best possible way, we've been a little bit selfish. Yeah, selfish isn't the word you want to use. I understand what you're yeah. saying though. It's, we, we just, it's not, not selfish, introverted and just enjoying what we do. It's like when, if you really enjoy painting, you get you get in there and painting. You kind of shut the world out because yes. you're really involved with what you're doing, and it's not intentional. It's just you really love what's happening in front of you, yes. and so everything kind of goes away around you, and that's that's true. But that painting's got to go. You want other people to see it too. Exactly. So. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Well, Josh, let's go out there and paint some masterpieces. Now. Yeah, that's right. Man. Thank you so much Thank for your you. time. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. What?